0: Friday, more like fry yay. Hello everybody! We are back at it is the Thread Lads Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Dorsey, and with me as always is my buddy, my friend, and my pal, Kevin O'Connor. Kevin, how are you doing this week? Doing well. That is fantastic to hear. I'm glad you're doing well, and I hope everybody out there is doing well also. Thank you for downloading the podcast this week. We really appreciate it. And if you're liking the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify as well. And yeah, if you would like to find us on other platforms, please find us on Instagram at ThreadLabs on Twitter at Thread, And we love any comments, questions, or concerns that you have. Anything, feedback, all of that good stuff. We love hearing from you. So email us, listeners, at threatless.com Now, Kevin, as we are recording this podcast, it is April 1st. It is April Fool's Day, as is known in most of our, the Western world here. Now, I don't know how you feel about April Fool's Day, although we probably talked about it last year uh, around this time. And stuff, but um, what, what are your thoughts on April Fool's Day? Are you one of those types of people that embrace April Fool's Day? It's a it's a celebration that we do every year. Are you one of those people that are just like fuck April Fool's Day? It's nothing but shenanigans. It's a bullshit day. I don't even know the origins of it. like where does it start. How do you feel about April Fool's Day?
1: I'm indifferent. I neither have a strong feelings one way or the other. Like when I was a kid, uh, my dad used to like like we would do dumb like April Fool's Day jokes, but like at I guess I, I've never had that coworker who's like super like uh practical joker type thing. So it's never like annoyed me or anything. But I we didn't do anything this year at work because it's all like remote. You know, what well, are you going to do on Right, right, exactly. Except I mean, I guess there, there's... You, you
0: could you send like, an email. Like, your boss could send yeah. you an email being like, you're fired in the five minutes. That's not game. funny, like, though. <laughs> that, that's not... a. I don't agree with that. Type but of most pranks to... aren't... Like, literally, I feel like most pranks aren't really funny if you are the subject of the prank. Like, that's true. It, it's I mean, never fun- yeah. and, Like, it could be anything at all. But if you're the subject of a prank, that shit's not funny for you while you're going for, through it. Like, maybe you could look back on it, have some appreciation for the, the, the thing that it went through. But, it, it, like, pranks literally are just taking advantage of somebody. Um,
1: I like... Oh, yeah. Like, I like the tongue-in-cheek ones, like, that the companies do. Like, Reddit one year switched the uh, soccer or the and the football subreddits. So, they gave everyone... Oh, wow. And then, like... And then, Ikea did one one time where they gave everyone different... Or they... Uh, said there was a recall on Allen Wrenches or whatever. Right. I think those types of things are funny.
0: No, there, there's definitely some funny ones that can, like, happen. Um, I I specifically woke up today. I knew it was April 1st, and I was like, whatever I read on the internet, it's bullshit. Don't believe it. Just don't any yeah. do anything that you read on April fool, Fool's Day. Just remember that it's April 1st. believe anything but I still I still fell for one thing it wasn't very long it was only for like a couple minutes but uh on Twitter Tom Brady posted that he uh had become an owner and was bringing back the Montreal Expos one of the baseball teams these said like in honor of opening day because the day was a Major League Baseball's opening day um that he was buying the expo, and for like uh like five minutes, I was like, "Oh shit, they're bringing back the expos." That's pretty crazy. That's cool. And then I was like, "Oh no, no, I fell for it. I fucking <laughs> fell for it. it." So I specifically don't believe anything that I read uh, on a day like this. And I woke up like just going into everything thinking that. Yeah. I still fell for one. There's a lot of good ones out there. Um maybe I should have tabulated all the the interesting April Fools Day jokes that I saw today, but um it, it's still like it, it it's still easy to fall into. Now have you ever pulled a April Fools Day prank that was successful, non-successful either way? Have you ever really tried to pull a prank on somebody on April Fools Day?
1: Not that I can remember. Like I don't think I ever really It did anything like that interesting I don't know have you
0: I, I definitely have um when I was in college my freshman year of college too um so we had communal bathrooms I remember a couple of us in like the middle of the night we covered all of the toilets with saran wrap but like, oh, that's a good one. It's a good one, on but it, it kind of doesn't. Yeah, it, it, exactly. But it kind of doesn't work that well. I, you could see Saran Wrap fairly easily, like depending on light placement, yeah, <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. But that's just like a classic joke. We did that. It was it, it was harmless. I maybe a couple of people fell for it. It wasn't that interesting. Um, I remember like growing up too. Uh, and this might have been played on me, or I think my brother did this. But like on April Fool's Day, he would like to. I I, I know this happened at least once or twice. He would set like a door slightly ajar, mm-hmm. and then have a bucket of water sitting on that door. So if somebody opens the door, then the bucket of water basically falls on them. And you did them that with carpet wet. in the house. Yeah, I mean. Car- <laughs> cool Dang. Dang, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever. I, that, that's what April Fool's is about. That's, course, a, that's a great some prank. Some things are going to get messy. Some things are going to get a little messed up on April Fool's Day. I'm one of those people, like, I, I'm not a big prank puller, though. I, yeah, me I, either. I, I'm usually just on my guard on April Fool's Day. But I get it. I get it. I get the fun in I- it. I get what people get out of it. It's the serious ones that are kind of problematic like if your boss texted you that you were fired and and five minutes later it's like april Fool's. that's that's not funny but some people really do do shit like that on april Fool's day which is a little problematic
1: yeah yeah i'm not that creative to come up with like good pranks and stuff you know i it would be too obvious if i did it like some people are so good at coming up with like ideas like that like your brother with the water i mean that's a classic one but like that's i would never think to do that in the house
0: oh yeah or he
1: might have plus i give stuff away like i'm so like obvious with my face you know what i mean like uh-huh. i'd be laughing i'd be staring at the door or something and then yeah 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 you know.
0: i think he might have actually done it with oatmeal one year um oh my god as opposed like to cooked one oatmeal one. yeah like cooked oatmeal like porridge oh my that must have been was a po- mess was porridge <laughs> in a in a bucket that would fall in your head. Um, that's a lot um, of oatmeal. It's a lot of oatmeal. I mean, like, you can buy a lot of oatmeal pretty cheaply, though. You can get a yeah, best thing but... of rolled oats. Uh... Oh, like, to cook all that oatmeal and to have it poured on <laughs> you? You got to take a shower after that's that, true. basically. No, that's, if that's in your hair, you got to take a shower. That's yeah, that's not, <laughs> It's, like, going to become, like, paste. Uh, 100%. Oh. 100%. Um, I, I've done pranks uh, not related to April fool's day um like we're talking about like the oatmeal and how hard it is to get out of your hair if um if you get pranked in that in a bucket falls or your head with oatmeal but i remember specifically we did uh we antiqued uh one of our friends one time i think this might have been freshman year of high school um, and I, I don't know if you're uh, aware, familiar with antiquing, antique to antique someone. That's like the flower and the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. It's where somebody's sleeping and you just basically cover them with flour or like their face in flour. And then, like, base the, the flower hardens and they, they, they look like an antique, basically. <laughs> we did that to one of our friends and maybe might have been freshman year of high school, and they were not happy about it. It was hilarious, though. But again, it's one of those things. If you're being pranked, not funny. But it was funny yeah, to all it's not... of us. as <laughs> like dumbass well, as... 14-year-olds. Um Especially
1: when he woke you're up getting his... pranked in front of a bunch of people. Oh, too. yeah,
0: 100%. Like, he woke up, his face was... Totally frozen, basically, because the flour had dried, created a cake-like substance on his face. He said he was washing his hair for the next two weeks to get the little bits of flour <laughs> out of his hair. And um I look back on that, and I have no regrets. Look, nobody was harmed in the thing. It was just kind of a pain in the ass for the person that fell asleep. The first uh, out of all of us I had like a sleepover or something like that. And, well, um, that type of stuff, yeah, I mean, we did that up
1: until... I mean, post-college, one of our other friends who... I don't know if this is the same person who was just antiqued. You have to text me. Who, text me who that was that we antiqued. I will, I will. But, Because if this is the same story, like, we were deep... I mean, we were in our... Like, I don't know what you call... Not quite, like, late, early 20s, like, mid-20s, and we're drawing dicks all over someone who fell asleep on the couch at our house. Well, I mean, that's kind of the same.
0: That, that was a rule. That was a dumb rule. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, okay, it was a different person. We oh, did, did you just see my text? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But that we were we were assholes back in the day. We went to all boys yeah. high school. Like yeah, see, you that's yeah. just breeds asshole dudes, basically it does. all the time. So I remember specifically at parties or going out, if somebody fell asleep with their shoes on, then oh, that absolutely. that just gave everybody free reign to draw shit with Sharpies on your face. We did that when I was living in uh, Ocean City because I, the, my first two summers after college, I spent just working in Ocean City, Maryland, like the waiting tables or whatever. and, But there was a lot of, you know, just parties going on. It's a lot of 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, whatever, hanging out. But if you, yeah, fell asleep with your shoes on, you get drawn on. And we drew oh. on this one kid way too much. It was... <laughs> <laughs> It was head to toe just. Oh my god! I don't even just dicks and slander and nothing and just whatever, whatever we wanted. And it was Sharpie. That was really yeah. Dope. It's the, always the
1: Sharpie. I, I we Sharpied someone. About the, that. Was, I mean, we Sharpied someone the night before they were supposed to speak at a funeral, which is probably a little really, bit overboard. Know. Uh, you know, but it, it is. It is true, though, like going to an all boys school, growing up in that kind of environment. I mean, when I was in middle school, we used, or maybe it was early high school, we used to play. I was telling someone about the intern or my family or something about we used to play sucker punch where we would just run up to each other and yell sucker punch and you would just punch the person in the stomach as hard as you could <laughs> yeah it's like being on being on the receiving end of that was terrible yeah no shit i mean yeah, that, that
0: unexpectedly I punched in the stomach yes yes it would be that's just, terrible to be on the receiving end of that i mean we really got each other with that <laughs> too, which i don't party. know if that'd be there was i don't that th- there, there, we did that i know when we yeah, were in high school and you just sack taps yeah that's what it was and you just go Dude, kids and you used just to play that somebody game. in the nuts and it hurts a guy that that literally d like just destabilizes you for like five minutes Dude, you're done dudes are more dudes are
1: morons people used to play that game where they would you would sit like on the ground and the other person was kind of like uh like a couple yards away from you also with their legs open and you would just try to throw a ball at their dick as hard as you could, yeah. and that's the whole point of the game.
0: It, it, I swear, like... going to all those schools, it, like there's a lot of things that I really enjoyed about it. You didn't have the pressure or the cattiness that can happen in public schools, where like you know, there's guys fighting over girls and gossip. Yeah. Like it, it was, but it, it definitely breeded yeah, it, a friend. It went the other way. <laughs> that is also unhealthy. None of it's healthy. It's it's kind no. of hard for a teen you know, a, a mid to young teen, adolescent, all that age to really not like you're just going through so much and just to be around a lot of other kids, it just breeds unhealthy lifestyles that we all eventually grow out of. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, like we used to play a game. This was out of everybody's own volition, too. It wasn't even a print, but we used to play a game, Bloody Knuckles. I don't know if you no. remember. It's literally called Bloody remember. Knuckles. And you just yeah. sit on two different sides of the table. And you have to sit with your knuckles on the table. And you just rip quarters at the other person's yeah. knuckle as hard as you can. And, and whoever just gives up first loses. And that an ins- yeah. That's an insane game to play. But it was a game that we played, and it was entertaining, I guess, because we're lost fifteen-year-olds.
1: It's true, we really didn't have, we really needed some girls there to kind of, like, balance out the, like, pure, like, just dude <laughs> testosterone. Right. <coming> <laughs> or locker, bo- locker boxing, or wasps. The locker or boxing, just, I forgot about wasps. It's lox- a lot of, like, yeah. physical yeah. stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah, it really is. I think a lot of that behavior really hits onto our animalistic art. Uh, just... How much of those roots we still but, have? It, but it creates it, it's a, it creates a—it's a bonding thing almost. Yeah, because well, none of it was
1: like me. Like we used to play sucker punch, but it wasn't like bullying. Like it was like yeah. my best friend at the time. It was the one who would do it. Between, and, and, I mean, and it's
0: funny. And then you look back. I mean, on if, it and it's funny to like remember those times. But if you're the person getting punched. It wasn't funny at the time, even though if you at could, the at the moment at the yeah. moment, but you can look back on it ten years later and be like, "Oh, that was like that was kind of just ridiculous what we were doing." But
1: now, if I was just walking up and I just happened to see some kid punch another kid in the stomach as hard as they could, it probably would appear at the moment to be bullying, but that's not that's out of context. I guess. No,
0: but you would be laughing. If you, that's the the thing. Like, if you saw that happen to someone else, you would just be cracking up at that age. It's ridiculous. But if you, if we were were our age now, and we just were like went back to high school, like whatever, just to like you know grab some lunch, say what's up to some teachers and stuff, and you just saw some kid punch another kid (laughs) in the stomach, and a bunch of kids laughing, you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) What kind of demented school is this but when you're living in it it's a totally different outlook um i think i just don't we had a pretty good i don't think i don't think teenagers live have healthy lives there's a lot of weird things going on um there's a lot of pressures just societally school-wise parents-wise there's just a lot of shit going on you're feeling all sorts of emotions and shit just like Floating through your body. It's just a weird time. It's a very weird time for people. Regardless. So, like, if we went went to an all-boys school or if we went to public school, I mean, that shit happens everywhere. There's weird shit that happens everywhere in high school-age kids because high school-age kids are fucking weird. Because they're going – they're developing who they are. They're figuring out who they are. They're also, like, you know – just dealing with the uh, emotions and feelings that they've never really felt before. There's just a lot going on. Um, what were you about to ask me though?
1: I wonder what the psychological aspect of us always constantly trying to hit each other in the dicks was like at an all boys school. You know what I mean? If that's some kind of like uh situation or, or drawing of dicks all over the, it's a very dick related yeah, now I that I know. think back on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Just drawing dicks on things. <laughs> <laughs> um punching kids in the dick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. And to the outside viewing world, it would look very uh suspect and weird and crazy, but you know I, there never innocent, so innocent pranks me. too.
1: Like the nuggeting of backpacks.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was that was a good one. That was a very fun one. If anybody doesn't know the nuggeting of book packs, it's like when you get someone's book bag um and it has all the books and everything in it and you take all the books out you flip the book bag inside out and then put the books back in then re-zip it um and that was just a thing that was like a whole year I remember that was ranting yeah in our it was like a year and it was, kids
1: got efficient at it too like <laughs> really like good really good. they could uh, do this. It
0: was always the best when you could do it to somebody in class. Um, A big one, like, kids literally started really paying attention to their book bags and stuff. Because at at our school, when you went to the cafeteria, usually there was these cubbies that were right outside the cafeteria that everybody would just throw their book bag in. And that's where rampant, rampant (laughs) uh, flipping of backpacks happened. Rampant. It it was a little crazy. It's it's insane behavior to be perfect.
1: Kids used to sit with the loop. Around like on their, ch- like put their chair around the loop of their backpack so people couldn't take yeah. it. I remember because you looked away, you would look away from your backpack for a second and you look back down and be gone. You'd
0: be like, damn it, yeah. or it'd be like sitting That's there true. nuggeting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so annoying because yeah, you, you gotta run to class. You gotta fish out the, the uh. zipper because it's tucked down and it's reversed. <laughs> and oh my gosh, yeah, that shit was crazy. Basically, I guess the moral of this whole conversation has been. Yeah, uh, high school kids, specifically boys, suck. Are annoying and are stupid. I enjoyed my time at our high school, regardless of all the yeah, yeah. I think you were about to ask like you were about to ask me would I something? Is it would oh I yeah?
1: Ask, would you send your kid to uh, an all boys like a school similar to how we how we went to high school? I wouldn't.
0: I personally know I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't uh, want to. From see. the price, yeah, it, it like the schools that we went to, like they were private Catholic schools, and even since we've yeah. left Jesuit, those, yeah, Jesuit, um, uh, but which is a
1: big difference
0: between what
1: be between Catholic schools and Jesuit schools. I mean,
0: Jesuit are part of Catholicism,
1: so I don't know. What you're I know, about. but. If it- no, it definitely is, but there's there's some that focus on the Jesuit education as opposed to just regular Catholic schools. Oh, because right, right. I do hear in a lot of interviews that people tend to actually enjoy the time they spent when they went to Jesuit high schools, Absolutely. not necessarily just regular. I mean, I enjoyed like my like time Catholics. in
0: high school for the most part. I mean, I enjoyed parts of it. I guess, but like you know? we also like, had other friends friendship. that went to all boys schools that weren't Jesuit. It was like Franciscan or yeah, shit like yeah. That. I mean, but generally, I. I mean, I don't even know if I could afford to send my kid to like the schools that we went to because like the price that yeah. our parents were even paying when we were in Stupid high school expensive. has tripled, maybe doubled, maybe tripled in price since we've even gone to these types of schools. But we're also literally paying taxes for public schools. Why I'm like paying for school already. I we're like we're already yeah. doing that shit. Plus, I, I just honestly think generally speaking you get a more diverse culturally situation when you send your kid to a public school compared to private schools yeah for Uh, sure I've thought as a a black person who went to a mostly all white I I basically went to all white Catholic school from kindergarten through high school and uh, I loved all my experiences I have so many friends like that but there's a lot of a lot of things that I, you know, it would just been cooler to have, you know, more people of color, I guess. Yeah. When I was growing up and I never really had that. So like going off of my experiences, even though I had a great experience and I turned out very nicely and I wouldn't really take back any of my experiences that I had, I wouldn't, you know, want, I, I just want my kid to be with a more diverse group of people. I think that's better for a person than just, you know, going to some private school where in theory they could get good education. But as you and I both know, it's dependent on the child, whether or not they take that education to heart or not. And you really don't even know when they're a kid.
1: Yeah, I've, I've thought about this a lot uh within the past few years especially i guess just in, in my adult life and like what and i usually when i think about it i think about it like if it was free type of deal because you're right like that's the biggest factor just the price but i have i've gone back and forth about it a lot because there's certain things i definitely like that they, they focused on but ultimately i kind of can't always come to the same dis- decision uh or kind of thought that that what you were saying as well and i, I always end up thinking i'd probably just i want them to go to a Catholic, well, depending on or not a Catholic uh, public school, depending on where I lived, I guess at the time. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely like a lot to think about. You wish you could like mix it all together, you know. But yeah, it's not really how it works. You don't really
0: know how it's going to work out for your kid. I mean, every kid is different. They every kid responds differently to different situations and develops differently and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, but um.
1: I was such a fucking idiot when I was in high school, just like combative and like. I think that a lot of the structure of the private school was good for me, but at the same time, it's like I don't know how I would have done in like a public school because I didn't go there. Right, I could have just it could have been the exact same.
0: Like I yeah I I definitely think I benefited from having you know sm- maybe smaller classes having, um just our just grade size was smaller. I guess teachers could pay more attention and be more effective in different ways. But I don't know how, (laughs) ultimately, how much that actually benefited me. Like as as far as the other things went, where I I always felt, there was always like a part of me that felt weirdly out of place because I'm just not surrounded by a lot of people. They're like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: But I, it's yeah, a heavy, it's a heavy kid, topic.
0: I'm sending my kid to public school. I mean,
1: yeah, I've worked in IT in a public high school and middle school yeah, and yeah. elementary school, and it was all, it seemed and like fine. it
0: doesn't really matter. Like, the, you got dumb kids that go to private and public school, and you got smart kids that go to both, and some kids, oh, yeah, like, sure. like, it really doesn't fucking matter where your kid goes. It kind of matters on the kid. And what they the most important the, the most important thing to
1: me was like our friend group
0: that came out of
1: it because we're all still friends from back then which some people probably think is not healthy but I like it.
0: thread as it were i guess i should people <laughs> people know what i'm talking about when i refer to thread. that's what the podcast is actually named after but you were talking earlier in our thread about how you were really feeling really having the urge or just kind of want to go to a carnival or a fair and I thought that was very random, but when I started thinking I mean, about it more, I think I'm a lot aligned with you. What made you get into that get into that vibe?
1: Well, i was, I've been rewatching uh The OC uh because Rachel Bilson and Julie Cooper are doing a uh I think it's OC Bilson, not Bilson. Is it Bilson? I thought it was I think it's Bilson. Mm, I Rachel, know. I don't think it's Bilson dude. Why not?
0: I think I don't is. know. whatever I think it's, it's, it's built It's <laughs> not part. It's not worth. It's not. It's not. <laughs> what were, what anyway,
1: say? anyway, I'm watching rewatching okay. the OC because they're doing a uh, OC since all these rewatch podcasts are do- doing so well. Like the um the Office rewatch podcast, the Scrubs rewatch rewatch podcast are like doing insanely well. I'm guessing that's why they're doing it. Um, but they're, they're going to do it starting next at the end of the month, I think, is when it's going to come out. So I've been rewatching and they were doing a kickoff carnival for their the new when they all go to Newport or. Uh, I forget the name of the no one Newport knows academy what you're talking about. <laughs> in the OC, when they go all go back to school and they have a kickoff carnival. Misha Barton is the like the head of the the social committee or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and i was watching them in the carnival and it made me think that like in maryland at least we have the maryland state fair which is always yeah. i guess you could look at it two ways at first i had said it's kind of like our kickoff carnival in maryland but really it's kind of like the end of the summer also too right you know I mean?
0: but we'll kick off to the 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 start of the just like school year just when everything turns back over yeah.
1: you know but i love that fair fairs are great you know the rides you know the 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 sketchy rides, the the cheap, you know, fried food, the games and all that stuff. You know, oh, horses trust and I,
0: I might actually go to the Maryland State Fair for the first time in a little while. Actually, I think I went a couple of years ago. But the first time in a little bit this year because hopefully, I mean, I, I will be vaccinated by then. And I'm going to yeah. live out this summer a little bit. And uh, a, a fair is just one of the many kind of communal things that we do that we took for granted in this past before COVID hit us and we weren't able to do anything, but I could a hundred percent go for a good state fair situation. Um, I I love the Maryland state fair. I love any fairs. There's the Frederick fair up uh, uh, around here as well. (laughs) The great Frederick fair as they call it, but this really got me thinking when you were bringing it up, what are your (laughs) favorite or what would you consider? I don't know your top carnival rides because i know a lot of different people
1: yeah
0: feel a lot of different ways about carnival rides i'm not generally the biggest carnival ride type of person i love amusement parks i love roller coasters but typically the the state fair the carnival rides that you, you you usually see at all of these things I, those are just ones that kind of make me almost like nauseous with the spinning. That's a lot of That's spinning. why I like them. It's a lot of I spinning love. and circles and it's a lot of just nauseousness that I'm not a big fan of. See, I'm a big fan of that. That's why I like carnival
1: rides because it's like the only. There's only like 3 good carnival rides. Here. One is the the first one, the best the best one's the Ferris wheel, and that's just because you go up there with like your crush. Or that's something.
0: the most overrated goddamn no. ride. In but the you go, world. you don't go up
1: there. For, you don't go up there for the ride. You go up there to be with like your crush or the the chick you're trying to yeah. hang out with or whatever. But then you and swing you, yeah. back
0: down, and there's some fucking cruddy uh, <laughs> carny operating it, just staring yeah, at you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's true. The, the, and then the other ones are the go, like the one where you go. Everyone walks in, and you stand along the wall. And then it spins around oh, like and it the like spaceship, keeps you in place. Basically, yeah, or the, yeah. the
0: I guess it's not always the, the spaceship one is just like the enclosed version, but they have the non enclosed version of that as well. That was another yeah, one basically. that I just like I couldn't do. Like I, oh, I love like it. I, I love like it. I thought it's fun, it's cool, but then I get off of it and I'm so dizzy and I am nauseous.
1: and then the other one is just like another spinning one. It's basically like I like I I don't know what you call it the scrambler or whatever it's just another super oh spinny
0: one. the scrambler is the worst that's basically like oh. tea the teacups like the disney teacups on steroids yeah
1: exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it, it's like i love that I one that's that.
0: my favorite one like i <laughs> oh, I like i'm not a person that just gets nauseous very easily from like different things like things you see just uh different anything whatever i'm not a person that gets super not- but any carnival ride especially like that gets me nauseous now i also have my list of top carnival rides all right let's hear um and uh, the first that i'm going to list uh i think it's been they at least took it out of the maryland state fair i don't know if it's still being used in a lot of other places and it kind of contradicts my whole thing about being against spinning rides but the zipper <laughs> Oh, the zipper was sweet. Yeah, they took that out. I think. They I guess they through. probably yeah. did. See, but like yeah. the, the thing about the zipper, it's it's a it's more of a forward and back roll, and forward yeah. and back rolls I can do. It's more of the things that are just spinning in a circle, like uh, yeah. still horizontally. Those are the ones that like fuck me up a little bit. So, but that, I, yeah, I love definitely. the zipper a ton. I love that ride. The zipper's great. The zipper's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. what. Number two, on my list, I guess this is my top five countdown top carnival rides according to Justin Uh the fun house. Love a good fun house. Uh, I love the hole of mirrors. I love that big, like it's usually like a moving cylinder that you have to like go through. there There might be some stairs that are zigzaggy. Uh, I, I just like a good a good fucking fun house, man, that's super underrated. People take for granted, but every movie, every scary movie, not everyone, but like how many movies use the fun house as being a good, as a good trope or something like that. I think of uh, the, like like the hall of mirrors or whatever, like, I I, I think those are really cool. I I like the fun, fun I I can see on your face though, that you're not really feeling me on the fun house. The fun house is my number one ride
1: for immediately skipping. I, I I'm out on the fun house oh, wow. and it could be due to, it could be due to like the horror movie type situation or something. I don't know. I just don't, eh,
0: I'll do one like once a decade or something. Now, how do you feel about the actual, like, cause usually at most of these fairs and carnivals and stuff, there was like one haunted, scary ride to where you're like on like a little car and might be two or four of y'all in there. And it, there's I like things like springing out and like stuff. But you like that. You like that.
1: I like that. I like that because that has like the cheesiness factor. You know, it's kind of like a haunted hayride type situation. You know? That's true. I, like I feel that. like those
0: uh, are cheesier than a haunted hayride. I feel like they're definitely. It's <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> there's always literally always the last thing before you come back out to regular like light and everything. There's just something that shoots out the wall. <laughs> yeah that's true just like some some skeleton head that shoots out the wall or whatever i think those are kind of fun um number three on my list the swings man how could you not love oh the
1: swings! i love that's true good that's a big oversight on my part the swings are fantastic they love the swing they
0: ride you up and down and you're just spinning around you can see the whole carnival you're not not quite sure if the 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 metal that's connecting you to the top is strong enough to hold you you might fly out at least that's my fear uh, but that's usually my fear for every carnival ride because if you've ever seen a carny oh my god um fun fun little side story uh my we have a friend one of our best friends he's in the thread he's part of the group he works at this bar and it's right across from the state fairgrounds where the Maryland state fair is every year. And back when I was waiting tables up that way, I used to just like hit up the bar every now and then after I got off work, hang out with him and talk and like whatever. But the week of the carnival week, there would always be a ton of carnies in that building. And oh my God, they are the most wild card of wild card people. I met some cool ones, but then they also had some demons. But most oh, of them were just crazy, and you're just like, I would, I, I need to avoid this person at all costs. Otherwise, I'm going to like end up in some weird conversation where they're fucking yelling at you, and all you can smell is fucking. Cheap beer and marble reds on their on their breath, and it's it's not a great situation. Carnies, the 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 carnies that run our country that go from town to town, city to city, setting up these things. That is, I guess that's like the American equivalent to like gypsies. <laughs> All yeah, I would too. think so because <laughs> they are the, like nomadic people that are just like living an insane lifestyle and you don't know how they ended up there you don't really want to know how they ended up in that situation but
1: i've twice run into the uh carney with the british accent and i'm always very uh curious by like what happened for that to occur you know what i mean yeah uh once was at the maryland state fair there's a british carney that told a woman to stop cursing in front of the children uh and uh like very like he was like don't curse and he's like man there are children here don't curse. i was like whoa this dude has a british accent it's Carney. and then <laughs> the second time was at a lesser carnival also in maryland though i can't remember exactly where but i was just like you know
0: uh-huh.
1: how does that happen
0: exactly i don't know that that's a whole world maybe we can uh, do some research maybe put out a craigslist ad try to get a Carney onto the podcast Probably That'd be, be great. interesting. Maybe I'll do that this week. My last my last two of my top carnival rides ever. Ferris wheel, even though I disparaged it totally, but it's an iconic uh, symbol of fairs and festivals. So you, I just have to put the ferris wheel on there. Also, my last one, the pirate ship. I guess it's different in different places. It's not always a pirate ship, but it's kind of the pendulum ride. The one that's going back and forth. You have people facing each other. Um, that I love that ride also as well. Again, all about the up and down kind of swaying and motions and flipping, not about the spinning as much. Now, if we're going to talk about carnivals, we have to do carnival foods as well. So obviously I put together my top five carnival foods. I'm going to go through this one quickly. Kevin, you tell me where you disagree or where uh, some foods that you might think need to be added to the list or something like that. But my top five carnival foods, Turkey leg, corn dog, yes. funnel yes. cake, cotton candy, kettle corn, honorable mention for my sixth one churro because the uh. churros mostly exist on the West coast. We don't really have a lot of East coast churros going on over here. But True. a churro is just an elite an elite snack. Um and I know festivals on the West Coast they do that, but we don't have those here on the East Coast so much. But uh funnel cakes, I don't know how anybody could disagree with that. In our mm-hmm. Maryland State Fair, they've even added they've added a red velvet funnel cake. Better. Ooh. It's better. Is it I is it? go sco- it- I will Go to my grave. I'll try it. I'll instead. try it. I'll try it. I will try it i will try
1: i can not see how anything could beat the classic funnel cake, but I will 100% try. I agree. 100% agree with that list, by the way. The only thing I would add maybe is fried Oreo.
0: Oh, fried Oreos are good. I do like the first time I ever tried All a fried Oreo. Was at a festival? It was great. The thing about yeah. most of these festival or carnival types foods, they are awesome, great, delicious, beautiful yeah. on the first bite. But by the time you finish them, you feel sick in your stomach. And that, I feel oh, like absolutely. that goes on yeah. all of them from turkey legs, from fried Oreos, corn dogs, funnel cake, cotton candy, kettle corn, all of that shit. It is great at the start. And by the time you finish, because you can never stop eating that type of shit because it's just like fried goodness or whatever you feel sick to your stomach because one stomach is not supposed to eat that much like sugar and fried food all together and shit like that. And then you're going on spinning fucking rides all over the top. Like it it, literally, I feel like carnivals and festivals, they're just trying to make people throw up. And then I have to go spend $50 trying to win a uh, giant bear for my girlfriend. Um, That's true. Yeah, the money spent on those rigged games. I mean,
1: that's an experience in itself, too. Though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have
0: you ever just, like, gone to the festival or a fair and, like, just been like, all right, I'm going to fucking win this game and yes. spend way too money on it? Because I've done that before. I've definitely
1: done that. Yeah. I always think I'm going to do well.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I think, like, partial, partial of it comes from whenever I was younger and I would go to these fairs. And I'd be with my mom or whatever. And she would always be like, that's stupid. I'm not paying for you to play any of these games. Maybe one time here or there she would like let me do one game like once or something like that. And and it's kind of one of those things where you're just an adult and you are like, I'm going to fucking just go all in on this. It's like something I could never do when I was a kid. And I've done that at carnivals and festivals where I I, guess what that that milk bottle thing where you have to throw a softball and knock down all three milk bottles I'm going to do this shit for like a fucking hour and I don't care how much money it (laughs) costs I'm learning this shit because I've always wanted to do it when I was a kid and now I'm going to try to do it now I love that that that, that's one of the uh, underrated things about being an adult it's like if you want to go to a festival or a fair and waste your money you can actually do it now without being Without being um, told by your parents how stupid it is, and don't and believe me, our parents were right. It is stupid. It's a total waste of money. They're all rigged. It's bullshit. But it's still it's still fun. I don't know. It's like gambling. I don't. Know.
1: It, it's yeah. It's part of the. It's just. It's all part of the experience. It's like once a year, you're gonna spend thirty dollars on a game that you'll win something that's worth fifty cents or something. It's just. Uh.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to go to a car I, I can't wait fam. either. Now that you really put this in my head, now we were talking about Survivor last week on this podcast. We had a nice, good discussion about Survivor, and my girlfriend she was talking to me uh, recently about how um, it would be really cool if they made a Survivor theme park or something like that, where you have to do challenges like in and things like that. And I think that. That is pretty good, but basically what I really think, after we're talking to her, what she really wants is an obstacle course theme park. Oh, that'd be cool, though. Yeah. Uh, Where people, like, can do different challenges, do different events. And I I, I don't know why there's not more of these, or if there are any of them at all. Like, because we see these shows like, you know, Ninja Warrior, or Wipeout, or... Even Survivor stuff. There's all these interesting challenges, all these interesting games and things. And like, basically, the why people, are, what we're all thinking when we're watching these is like, I wonder if I could do that. And I don't know, oh yeah, why there's not more places where we could actually do that. I want to see if I could run up that wall on Ninja Warrior. I want to see if I could get over this body of water where they're spitting things, like I see on like a show like Wipeout or uh mxc or and stuff like that like i don't know why there's not amusement parks that are like this i guess there's some it's these liability ga- waivers in yeah i was about, about
1: to say it's the these virus. goddamn people that are gonna sue they're gonna like mess up on one of the things it's gonna go on youtube and then they're gonna sue and be like oh whatever well, clearly whatever. everybody you would, would you, have to sign a liability waiver you would have to have like really tight like tight liability like waivers and stuff like cuz you're going to have the one dude who's like swinging doing backflips from the ninja warrior wall and he's going to like backflip into some kid's neck or something you know it had to be like really right 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 like
0: no i mean sign the fucking liability we
1: can get some liability waivers out here i would love to do one of those wipeout courses Especially, or like American Gladiator courses where you're like doing the course and then there's some guy like shooting giant like Nerf balls at you oh, or something. Oh, yeah. That'd be sweet. That
0: would be, be awesome. So I would, yeah, exactly. We need to create this. We're looking for a hole in the market. We gotta figure out something where we can do this. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, once somebody signs it. like a good fucking waiver, you're good. Your hands are clean. Um, let's take another break. I mean, yeah, we gotta get some heavy <laughs> legal... <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've got some facts for you about Easton that you didn't know lot about April Fools, but when this podcast is released and people are listening to it, it's right after Easter. The you like there's just some interesting things about the Easter holiday that we celebrate that is just not known to a lot of people? So I've got a few interesting Easter facts for you. Are you ready for those, Kevin? Did you know that this Sunday was Easter, by the way? Because you seem a little yes, bewildered.
1: No, no, I knew it was Easter because uh, we were going to go to brunch on Sunday, and then we realized how giant of a mistake that would be <laughs> to impossible. go to brunch on Easter. Impossible yeah. I <laughs> not even get a reservation.
0: I didn't realize it was Easter until last weekend. My mom called or, like, texted me. I was like, hey, do you want to come over get dinner this upcoming Sunday? And I was just like, sure. Well, what, what's so special about this Sunday? She's like, it's e- Easter or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit. Being a real bad Christian right now, even though I don't go to church. Um, But one of the first interesting things that I learned when I was researching Easter today, the name Easter comes from an old English fertility god. Believe it or not, the religious celebration of Easter might have deep roots into Christian traditions, but the name itself comes from pagans. That's a lot of the stuff does. Uh, So many of our things do, like the Christmas trees specifically. The other Christmas trees. Stuff like that. According to the book, Rabbits the Animal Answer Guide, the Old English worshipped a fertility god named Ostara, and the Celtics worshipped a similar god called Yostre. And both Ostara and Yostre gave us the modern English words such as estrogen estrus and then of course easter interesting which is very interesting um the second thing i, that need, I-, I need to
1: learn more about pagans because i feel like we're already borrowing half
0: their stuff anyway they probably yeah. did some really well, pagan just well pagans that like just even the term paganism very it's a very broad term because paganism just refers to anybody that believes in several different gods or stuff like that but that can vary from tribe to tribe, people to people, country to country, like all all of that stuff. So just the even the paganism term is just such a broad, overarching term. It's a pejorative term. Uh, it's a pejorative term century. because of bullshit Christians and them not living up to the teachings of Jesus Christ, which is acceptance and understanding. But. Are you like reading about pagans right now or something? Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna watch this
1: documentary. I think. All right,
0: well, that's, that's uh, very interesting.
1: But um, yeah, that's uh very. Although there's some scary stuff in here too, because
0: yeah, there's a there's a lot of bloodletting and sacrifices. Yeah, bloodletting. Uh,
1: all the Nordic uh, stuff too, like like Vikings or Midsummer. All those like yeah. Uh, did you
0: see that movie Midsummer?
1: I did, yeah. Yeah, that shit's like real creepy. <laughs> it freaked me out really bad. It, I can't even watch Vikings now because of that movie, just because of the 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 spread. What I forget the name of that they did it in Vikings and they did it in Midsummer Spoilers where they, uh, they like take out the lungs and like fan them. Oh, all. yeah, dude, that yeah. is just that is just <laughs> fucking. Terrifying. <laughs> I still sorry right for image the in my spoilers head. of because
0: oh we're about to do that right now. Do you remember the part where they just like they nope. just sacrifice the old people and they just have to jump? Yeah, off dude, the fucking <laughs> <toilet>. jumped
1: <laughs> off. The, and the one dude jumped off feet first, and, they just and then he ran it. over. It, yeah, <laughs> and they got ran over with a fucking axe yeah, and yeah, just like bashed his yet. head in. Because oh, in that was horrible. Yet. Um,
0: they, well, like I think no even like all the weirdness that like happens in that movie or the, hammer. The I meant to weirdest say. part of all of that movie is like, you just don't see a lot of scary horror movies all in daylight. Yeah. And that, yeah, was you're right. Of, like all of that took place during the day and which is very well at, done. like a very different element it, it's a beautiful movie as far as like the landscape that they're at and like the pictures oh, yeah. that they just get of the landscape because it's just like out there Scandinavia but like it's like, summer and so it's just peak everything's blooming and green and um it's like, not but it's creepy as fuck it's, it's a weird movie this is heavy spoiler also
1: but, uh like when the boyfriend is just they have him like just in the bear suit and he's like in the fucking tent I was like Guy, I, I, I,
0: I, I started laughing. I'm like, that was, I'm not. That was horrible when they lit it on fire. They're, they're just like, yeah. like, oh my god! I'm like, like one of those people that uh, when I'm watching a scary movie, I like I want to be scared, but then I I also I'm very much aware that I'm watching entertainment. Yeah, and that's that's not even just scary movies. It could be serious movies. I'm not a person to watch serious or scary movies with because I will be laughing the entire okay. Okay. time. I'm just cracking See, up because I'm like, oh, shit, they just did that. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. just cracking up.
1: That's a good mechanism. I do that too sometimes. Just I, think like a just a, to yeah, I think it's just
0: to make me not as scared. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the, a defense but, mechanism.
1: Yeah. The movies like that, though, freak me out more than like traditional horror movies because I don't like, obviously, I don't know. I, I don't think in scandinavia or whatever they're having festivals like that where they're just fucking sacrificing people but not generally they no, are i don't generally but like that I don't think it's a more, wide practice <laughs> i think that it's more seems cultish.
0: I don't yeah
1: but that seems more real to me than like uh you know like a demon movie or something right, you know what right. i mean so like it it gives me like more of a like a like, yeah, like because a, it, 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 there,
0: there's not anything that's supernatural. There's not any mm-hmm. like fake monsters. It's like something that's very plausible that could be right. happening, and that's the scariest part of all. Um, really, yeah. And just the fact that it could it could be real. Like you could see that happening in our own world yeah. without having to believe in any any supernatural types of things or something like that. I definitely did legitimately laugh, though, where she's, like, covered in the flowers. And all
1: you see is, like, her head. I'm yeah. like, what is that? <laughs> I, God, I that feel that
0: like you've you 100% ruined this movie for me. You know? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 so, really sorry uh, 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 about It that. was a good movie, though. It was a very good movie. I, I, I like that yeah. a lot. Uh, to go back into my whole discussion about what Easter is all about, just, like, different things. That you might not have known about Easter, that gives it a little bit of different context. Uh, the celebration of Eostre by um by the Celtics, these early pagan customs that they celebrated, specifically Eostre, gave us the myth of the Easter bunny. Um, because these people they worship rabbits as godlike creatures because of their ability to mate and reproduce. An astounding abundance. Uh, I guess they didn't have rats there, or, or something. But <laughs> but they basically had a whole legend that their god would turn into a giant rabbit at the rise of each full moon, and, and like basically Christians Ooh. took that, adapted that, and that's where we basically get the the Easter Bunny uh, from. It's also from a whole pagan worship situation.
1: The Easter Bunny freaks me out. Too. It's kind of creepy, you know.
0: Most Bunny of it's creepy. Like a
1: bi, bipedal Santa rabbit. Santa
0: is creepy uh, when you really think about it. Uh, yeah. Just this old guy keeping tabs on children everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's super... It's coming into the house. Super too. not cool. Um, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. This is a old man with a white beard... Who's that's that's him paying attention to children only it's children, not even adults, only children? Uh, like, yeah. it's super creepy uh, when you really think about it in a legitimate term. But you know, whatever, we're all having fun with it, we all love our pagan histories. Um, the Egyptians actually gave us the Easter egg, um, oh. like the myth of the Easter bunny giving out colored eggs goes back. Uh, to the time of Egyptians where they saw the egg as a symbol of birth and life because I guess it is in a, in a lot of respects but they believed that earth was hatched from an egg and basically that's kind of just like going into that history is why we we kind of adapted that Christian um, interesting Yeah, it, there, there's like a whole lot of these different things I could go on and on we've probably been going on a little too long Podcast uh, um this week. I've had a lot of fun talking to you. But before we get out of here, we gotta give people our recommendations. And for people that don't know what recommendations are, that's when me and Kevin we just suggest something to all of our listeners out there. It could be anything that we're enjoying, anything at all. Movies, TV, books, art, food, anything, anything that we're enjoying for the week and we like to suggest them to y'all cuz if we like them, we might think y'all might like them too or whatever. But Kevin, do you have a th- recommendation for the people this week?
1: Yes, I do. My th- recommendation is to check out and subscribe to the OC Rewatch podcast with Rachel Bilson/Bilson <laughs> Bilson and Julie Cooper. I knew you were uh it say. doesn't it doesn't come out for like a couple weeks. <laughs> um, but what they are gonna do is you can listen to you can subscribe now listen to like the preview and they're gonna rewatch because of all the success of all the other rewatch podcasts i'd imagine they're they're also doing it but i'm actually very excited and they said they're gonna have uh some of the other casts on i'd imagine they will not have all the casts because uh-huh. i think a lot of the cast uh openly stated how much they hated the show and things like that oh really I um, that. yeah uh uh seth uh uh, brody adam brody i'm pretty sure has stated that and then misha barton i don't know i mean she left the show so yeah she left I mean, the she show and spoilers guess, guess what
0: her her career never was she was never as famous as that now no. she's was, on the hills now i think now or not the hills uh, yeah the
1: hills she was on the reboot or whatever I, um, never, I forgot there was a reboot of that show. Anyway, yeah. So I don't know if they'll, like, some of the people on. But I know, like, the creator will be on there and a couple other people. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Rachel Bilson was the best character I know.
0: I honestly think that the country is ready for kind of uh, 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 the OC reboot. Maybe not necessarily, like, the OC part two or whatever, but... Basically, they should just do the OC, but just find like a different setting. Like, do it in uh, the Hamptons. Like, just have a show called the Hamptons, and it's just like no, that's
1: weak, dude. That's why is that? I'm not into that. Why? Because there's no where is the? I guess the kid could be from like the Bronx or something. I don't know. It's just I don't want the. I don't like the Hamptons. I want. I like the OC.
0: You like what one rich area you like more than the other rich area? (laughs) Like
1: I don't even understand. I was reading because, you know how, like, Ryan's from Chino or whatever, and Julie Cooper's from Riverside, and there's supposed to be, like, these bad areas. Apparently, there was, like, a whole bunch of backlash when the show was coming out because people were, like, these areas aren't that bad, like, what you're talking about. I
0: I don't know where Misha Barton is, but, like, Chino, Chino Hills specifically is a very nice area. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's terrible. It's going to be like, yeah, these places suck, (laughs) yeah, it's gonna be just, I like, uh, well, I mean, I guess all places suck if you live in the OC, though. True, uh, compared yeah, true. to the rest of LA. So maybe that's just. Sandy
1: really Cohen is America. like I'm. I'm rewatching the show. America's that. I mean, he's amazing. America's he's amazing. Sandy Cohen's the best. Love Sandy
0: Cohen. No, that oh my god, I, I, I really think that the like there's so much talk on how there will never be another kind of show like. Game of Thrones that really just enthralls most of America and everybody sits and watches. If they did a reboot of the OC but in the Hamptons, it, it can do it can work. I and I don't need to hear your 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 arguments as to why that wouldn't work. I I I choose to, I choose to believe that. Um for my recommendation this week excuse me. Um God bless. <laughs> thank you. It is this art documentary that I watched on Netflix recently. It's a very cool art documentary. It's called "Made You Look," and it's kind oh. of about fake art, actually. And there's like some artists like uh, like Rothko and like 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 kind of New Age artists. Basically, there was world famous museums like the Met and the Louvre that had art that they thought were like by these very famous artists but were so well done by forgers basically that put them under this other name and they were able to be in legitimate museums and the whole movie just kind of goes into the whole the basically everything behind it the people that had maybe motives maybe not it does a really good job of kind of just painting a bare picture of it and you can kind of decide what you know pun intended. about the people that are involved in it but it also just kind of conjures up questions about what really is art what is the value in art what is it that we put into it and i know there's a lot of different conversations that are happening just in uh topics of value and especially with the whole NFT, the non fungible token yeah. boom and uh, digital, oh God, digital so stuff like that. But it, it, it really just, there's so much conversation in what the value in anything that we have and even uh, uh, the money that we pay with physically to the money that's in our bank accounts. That's all it, like, it kind of conjures up, uh, Thoughts on to why humans put different things on values, how we evaluate stuff, but like what these people are saying, like, it's like, oh, well, we thought this was Rothko, and so it's worth millions of dollars, but oh, wait, no, it's fake, and so it's worth nothing, but it's like, but what even puts in value? Right. In that? Like it, it, It's just like, it's a really cool documentary. Well, what's it called? It's called, I, I thought I said it at the beginning, it's called Made oh, Your a true oh, story okay. about the art basically. It's a really it's a really good watch. I was entertained through it uh throughout all of it. My girlfriend was as well. Um but it's a really cool movie. It makes you think a little bit. And I I mean like I am a art liker and I I like Rothko's like one of my favorite artists ever. Um and just what 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 makes art art and what makes the value of art art and uh, it's just it's yeah. a cool documentary if you're into any art at all even if you're not into art I think it can really grab you in and it, it tells a good story it's done in a really good way so that's my nice I'm gonna check that out for this week. I'm gonna check
1: that out yeah. Yeah. yeah nft's talk has like overtaken all my tech podcasts I listened to because that one sold for like 60 million dollars or whatever
0: the first but
1: it's true it's like the value it is whatever people are willing to pay i guess
0: right exactly there's a whole argument to be made that the digital asset space is the better place to be putting Mm -hmm. your money because like as uh, our country as the united states that we continually print money we were like then we're devaluing that physical dollar to have digital art that can live on that you don't have to worry about. Like even think about when you move or something like that, if you actually have artwork, if you have valuable trading cards or like anything like that, this, this physical thing to move it being in a digital space is actually even easier for people to keep track of. And if it's holding a value that people are putting into it, it might just be a better situation i don't know there's a there's a lot of different uh discussions that we can go down that road but maybe for another podcast we'll um, table that
1: we'll uh put a pin
0: put a pin in yeah, that put a pin in that uh until another time but kevin i think it's about time for us to get on out of here thank you all of us for listening to the podcast this week we appreciate it so much and if you enjoyed the podcast please tell your friends families loved ones anyone you would think would be into a podcast like our fathers we appreciate it so much so um kevin do you have anything to say to the people before we get out of here any parting words anything like that no great to hear neither do i So I hope y'all all have a good week and we will talk to y'all on the next one for Kevin O'Connor. I am Justin Dorsey and this has been the Threadlands Podcast. Threadlands! (laughs)